recruited. He was a five-star recruit. He hands it off. He's they got break one straight up the middle. Donovan Edwards might go. They wrestle him down from behind. First play from scrimmage in the TCU-Michigan semifinal, and Donovan Edwards breaks out, who was the backup. Like, he came in because the other guy was injured. I mean, over the course of the season, and he has been fantastic, honestly, as a running back for Michigan. He breaks three. He gets 53 yards out, but he gets pulled down from behind on the 21 by Bud Clark. Crazy, amazing play. That he, keep that name in mind, Bud Clark, because he just saved a touchdown for TCU. Those of you who know the end score of this game might find that to be a useful piece of information. Then, on fourth and two, uh, they try a weird kind of Cincinnati double back flip reverse. It doesn't work. They get, they get sussed out. And then TCU on the next sequence. J.J. McCarthy. Oh, fires, and it's intercepted. Picked off and being brought back for a touchdown by Bud Clark. So Michigan fails to score when they should have had a free touchdown, and they didn't, and then they couldn't get into the end zone. And then... J.J. Uh, McCarthy throws a uh, pick six. So you basically have TCU is up seven to nothing on a game that should have been probably seven or seven, seven the other way. Then you have TCU scores again. Then Michigan has to settle for a field goal. That's 14 to three. Then Michigan gets a touchdown, key touchdown, 51 yards to Roman Wilson. So they're trailing only by 10. But guess what? Matt Austin. Matt, what do you think as they take a look at this in the replay booth with David Allman? Well, from what I've seen, Sean, I agree with you and Todd. I, I think the ball kind of bounced off his hands first, and by the time he fully the secured it, he was in the end zone. Rolling is a catch, but the runner was down a half yard short of the goal line. This was a situation where Roman Wilson was falling into the end zone, catching the ball. He didn't really have control until he was in the end zone. It should have been a touchdown. They overruled it, put it on the half yard line. Very next play, Michigan just straight rush up the middle. J.J. McCarthy handed it to Mullings. There's a flag. And they do have it. So you have the pick six, and then you have the touchdown bomb to Roman Wilson overturned. And on the next play, they wind up fumbling it into the end zone. That's a touchback for TCU. They're getting all kinds of breaks. TCU scores again. Eventually, Max Duggan off the blitz in the clutch. So it's 21-3. to Michigan keeps having to settle for field goals, even though a 59-yarder from Jake Moody is pretty good. 21-6. to that's uh, at the half. So 21 to six, Michigan is stunned, trailing by 15, going into the locker room. They come out. Michigan has to settle again for a field goal on their drive. 21 to nine. Michigan gets it's an interception, which is good. So they're back in the game, and then they drive and they pull a trick play out. Michigan is finally back in it, trailing by five halfway through the third quarter. Amari DiMarcardo gets a touchdown for TCU, puts them up by 12. They get another touchdown. Another touchdown. Unbelievable. A pick six. Again, 29 yards. McCarthy incomplete and picked off. Intercepted by D. No. Terrible, terrible. So 34 to 16, Michigan is trailing by 18 at this point. J.J. McCarthy does manage to run it in. He says, I can't throw it anymore. I'm just going to run it in. They're trailing by 12, 34 to 22. Then they get stopped. It just 
<laughs> drama. This game is killing me. This whole and I'm I'm rooting for Michigan. I grew up in Michigan. I grew up in Detroit. I'm rooting for Michigan. But TCU, the underdog, amazing. Then TCU trying to get ahead. They pull out a 69-yard run by Mercado, and then they get in for a touchdown after that, leading 41 to 22 at this point. Nobody can believe it. Up by 19. Michigan to Ronnie Bell. McCarthy. But was it? After video review, the runner's <laughs> knee was down. The oh, ball. second touchdown. Overturned on review. But the, the call this time was actually right, and Michigan does manage to get in for the touchdown. They come back and score another one. So they are now trailing by five into the fourth quarter. 14 minutes to go. Ronnie Bell gets a first Roman Wilson gets an amazing touchdown, and Ronnie Bell gets a two-point conversion. Now they're just down by three. Michigan has come all the way back. They are down by three points only. TCU off the blitz. Max Duggan. Huge third down and seven here. Michigan blitzes. Duggan dumps it off short. Quentin Johnston has the first down. And off he goes. They are not going to catch him. 76 yards. The magic continues. 48 38, TCU takes the dominating lead with only about half of the quarter to go. Ten minutes left. They pull up and they get another field goal. So they are now up by 13. They are dominating in the fourth quarter. Three and a half minutes to go. Michigan gets the ball back. McCarthy. Chased by Hodge. Wide open. Wilson again. Under the two-minute warning, they are down only by what they need is a touchdown. They're down by six, 51 to 45. Nobody can believe TCU pulled 51 points off of Michigan. But Michigan finally struggling, struggling, struggling. Fourth and 10, 35 seconds to go down by six, needing a miracle. Ronnie Bell is your leader, your leading receiver. He and Roman Wilson, both over 100 yards receiving today. They're both on the same side of the field right up here. It's picked up. Lateral to Edwards. He laterals it forward. And Loveland is tackled. And that will do it. And the fizzle. Didn't even get to throw the bomb to try for the Hail Mary or anything else. So Michigan winds up fizzling in the end. Cannot come back against TCU. And there was actually a targeting call on that play that it was close like it probably should have been targeting but they weren't going to overturn the results of the game on a marginal call on a targeting right at the end because that would have given them a first down and a chance to really throw the bottom of the end zone so Michigan gets beat by TCU in a stunner 51 to 45 and then there was a second game (laughs) and for those of you who are Georgia fans you know that this was the greatest game that has ever been played in the history and if you're an Ohio State fan next year 716 here on news radio 92.3 oh my god my heart Both of these games, but especially that Georgia-Ohio State game was crazy. So much fun to watch. And this, the weird thing about the Michigan game is it felt like Michigan was out of it the whole game. It felt like they weren't even to play until about three, five minutes left in the third quarter. And then all of a sudden, all this scoring takes place. That second half was crazy anyway. So if you missed it, I'm sorry, but I didn't want you to get to work today if you're having to work today and not know about these games because this is what every sports fan is going to be talking about today. Uh, we've got Candy's got traffic on the five. That's right. And if you have friends that are maybe Georgia fans, let them know yeah. that the Ohio State University lost the Peach Bowl. Traffic on the five is brought to you by ECUA. Avalon Boulevard clear through Garson Point Bridge. Now you do want to watch for 
uh, some visibility issues. Heavy, heavy fog this morning. Traffic on I-10 West and eastbound uh, traveling at posted speeds. This holiday season, ECUA encourages you to eliminate pouring cooking oil and grease down the drain. Keep your home's plumbing clean on a fat-free diet. Visit livegreenecua.com. Traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Wednesday morning on the Pensacola Expert Panel, join Florida Blue Mobile Unit Sales and Service Consultants Michael and Ismaris at 1030 as they answer questions about the upcoming January 15th deadline for the 2023 health care plans with effective dates of February 1st. Call or text your questions at 850-437-1620. Spanish-speaking agents available too. That's Wednesday morning at 1030 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. This message is sponsored by the Florida A&M University Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, the Florida Association of Broadcasters, and this radio station. Are you curious about marijuana? Florida A&M University established the Medical Marijuana Education and Research Initiative, also known as MARI, to educate the public about medical marijuana use as well as the detrimental health and social impacts of unlawful marijuana use on local communities. Find out more at mmeri.famu.edu. Dependable traffic on the fives with local news at the top and bottom of each hour on News Radio 923. Informative, local, dependable. Silly old bear. Songs that are indelibly connected with movie scenes, right? Right, you. Uh, I always you, hold my fake ear and go, you, "Hey, yeah, how you doing?" Yeah, you, you, you <laughs> it's Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, you can't hear this song and not think of Reservoir Dogs unless you haven't seen it. In which case, this is the <laughs> yeah, it's a definitive scene. Will get you. Yeah, you'll never, uh, you'll never, you'll never think of it any different. Uh, uh-huh. Seven nineteen on Thanks, News Radio ninety two three. What's this? What's the? Uh, I should know this, but I can't think of it. Uh, I can tell you. Davis would be so upset at me. What's the scene from? Um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, the Phoebe Cates bikini scene. Oh, yeah, song. it's the cars moving in stereo. Thank you. Yeah, you know a, a how cute I always thought once, you were. Yeah. <laughs> once, you, once, you, um, once you see that movie, you will always think of that movie That's right. when you hear that song. And to lock the bathroom. <laughs> 100%. 719 on News Radio 92.3. Uh, Steve is in the newsroom with our headlines. Steve? Oh, well, a lot of things happening right now, uh, especially a lot of new laws are being uh, implemented in cities and states across the country, basically because it's the new year and uh, 27 states are seeing minimum wage increases this year. In Washington State, it's now $15.74. That's the highest in the U.S. Students in Philadelphia public schools are required being required now to wear masks when they go back to class tomorrow after the holiday season. So social stop gatherings. the airborne virus that masks don't stop. Okay, yes, cool. yes, definitely. Okay. It's after the holiday season because of social gatherings and increased exposure to respiratory illnesses. Illnesses. The mask mandates in effect for the next couple of weeks as school officials are trying to reduce the spread of all of those things we're scared of. Pasadena, California, is in the nation's spotlight today. Guess why? Cause Why? Because the Rose Parade. Yes, it's the oh, Rose Parade. The Rose Parade. 109th Rose Bowl game is happening. 109 years. Wow. The events are usually on New Year's Day, but taking place a day later this year, keeping with the Tournament of Roses tradition of never being held on a Sunday. It's coined the granddaddy of them all. College football's oldest bowl game. It's a clash this year between Penn State, Nittley, Lions, Nittley. 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 Yes. Nittley Lions? Nittley. Nittley Lions. How did they get that name? 
And it's also between the Utah Utes also. Uh, the Utes and the Nittany Lions. Yeah, no, it's going to be a good one. And it's weird, too. I know they don't have it on Sunday because of the NFL, obviously. Oh. And because of, like, Sunday morning, they don't want to have the parade during church. Right. Um, but to me, uh, my whole calendar is all screwed up right now. Because all the, like, New Year's Day bowl games yeah, bowl that we games normally have didn't happen on New Year's Day. They all happening like today. Right. It's odd. I'm all like having Sunday for New Year's Day is it screws up my whole like schedule. I don't know what to think about anything. So, all right, Steve, thanks so much for the update. 721 on News Radio 92.3. Oh, uh, Steve was mentioning the uh, new laws that are in effect in other states. We also have a few laws that are in effect here in Florida that take effect as of, well, yesterday legally. A um, couple of those that are kind of interesting. One, you know, some of the new insurance laws have gone into place that they did the special session over. That's not all that interesting to me. Uh, one that's interesting is um, the new lobbying restriction. If you are in the House or the Senate and you work in the government after leaving government positions, six years now you have to wait before you can be a lobbyist. Previously it was two years. You had to take two years off before becoming a lobbyist, and now it's going to be six years. Lawmakers, state agency heads, judges, and many local officials as well. This also, we have the toll credits that are in place. So if you drive more than 35 times on a, uh, use your sun pass basically, more than 35 times on, a, on roads or on bridges or whatever in the state of Florida, you get a 50% off credit of your entire bill against, fu- they don't pay you back, but you get a credit against future you know, charges that you might have. So if you use, for example, the Bob Sykes Bridge or you use the Garcon Point Bridge or you're going to drive to Miami this 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 week uh, or next week or the week after that. So it's in a month. If you go over 35 trips, then you're going to get a 50% discount, basically a credit against your next bill. Uh, you also have local governments. This is what I would call the um, the Jeff Bergosh bill. <laughs> this is kind of a funny one. And I, I agree with this bill, by the way. Uh, or you might say it's the Escambia Sun Press bill. This is the one that allows the lawmakers to publish online. That you, It's not really the Escambia Sun Press because that's a physical newspaper. But it allows you to publish your public notices online. You no longer have to publish them in the newspaper, HB 7049. So local governments um, can publish, for example, their legal notices now on their websites instead of having to do them in print. So that'll be a cost savings for a lot of governments. It's already been a income loss to the PNJ, obviously because Jeff Bergash hates the PNJ and so um, and doesn't like spending the money. It was cheaper to go to the Escambia Sun Press, but mostly because he hates the PNJ. Um, so they pulled their money off the PNJ. That was a major hit to their revenue. I've always said I didn't like the idea of mandating a government subsidy for an independent news organization. Um Maybe I'd feel differently if it was money coming to me, but it's not. So anyway, uh, that's now entirely can be done online. It doesn't have to be done in a print publication at all. Interesting wrinkle on this one that I didn't know is that local governments in counties under 160,000 residents, and that doesn't apply to us. Uh, Both counties are over that. But um, counties that have less than 100 or fewer than 160,000 residents have to hold public meetings to determine if residents have sufficient access to the Internet. Which I suppose in a rural county with a low population, we know that in rural areas with broadband access, that might be a problem. But I think everybody's pretty much got access. It's just they don't have good access. You know, they've got something, I would think. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I lived in Molino. You're wrong. I'm wrong. No, no, no. no there, there is access. It's okay. just, it's, but it's, but it's not great. But it's right. even, yeah. You not also, all of it. Uh, another law that goes into place uh, yesterday is HB 1467. 
And that's the one that the, for example, particularly Escambia, but I know Santa Rosa has been doing it a little bit more quietly. Um, all your school districts have to get ready for this. This is the one that requires a training program for school librarians, media specialists, and everybody else in the selection of school library materials in order to make sure that age-appropriate materials and library resources are selected. This is to make sure that we don't have, you know, vulgarity, porn, obscenity, that kind of stuff. And so that's a new one. The last I heard, I'll have to check into the school board meeting to see where we stand on this, or maybe I'll make a call, but um, this hadn't been designed yet. Like, the training program didn't exist yet, so the law goes into effect when we don't have the training program that the law requires librarians to take <laughs> so I, you know, I don't know where this is all going to land, but it seems like we weren't entirely prepared for that one to happen. 725 on News Radio 92.3. Candy's got traffic on the five. We got a text in saying it's also been alleged the daily newspaper like the PNJ overcharged for legal notices. Uh, maybe. So maybe. <laughs> maybe that is yeah, the case. Yeah, it was, oh God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the number wrong. It was tens of thousands a year, and I just don't remember where, I, I want to say it was like in the 40 vicinity a year that Escambia County oh was paying gosh. for legal notices. I, God, don't quote me. It's not like I'm on the radio doing news. Um, but I remember <laughs> thinking at the time that when that went away, that was like an entire position. No, absolutely. You know, that, that, was, a a, that was a whole position, job. Right? right. And of course, the other agencies, the school boards, ECUA, I think have maintained mm-hmm. publication with uh, the PNJ. And so the question is going to be, well, what do all these organizations do? And I had asked um, Santa Rosa County about this as well. I'd asked uh, their administrator, Devan Cook, what they were planning to do, and they were kind of looking at it. So, sure. Uh, but big change, you know. Absolutely. And of course, Santa Rosa is a little bit different mm-hmm. situation because the PNJ is not, not really the paper. Well, of you know, it wasn't Santa a local Rosa. reporter that got pay- laid off. What's that? I said, you know, it wasn't a local oh, reporter that got ouch. laid off for the most part, right? Uh, just real quick, taking a look at the roads, uh, bridge over Escambia Bay showing some heavy, heavy fog, and you're going to see heavy fog all the way through this morning. This is brought to you by Avalon HR. With everything going on, you need Avalon. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Join Bob Burgi, Senior Wealth Advisor of Alpha Star Wealth Management, this morning at 9 on News Radio 92.3 for Your Money Matters on the Pensacola Expert Panel. Remember, it's not about what you make, it's about what you keep and eventually pass on to the folks you love. Learn how to take the natural control, avoid unnecessary taxes, and combat the latest threats to your retirement savings. Bob will be taking your calls and questions this morning at 9 with Alpha Star Management on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The best part about taking ZQuil Pure Z's Sleep Plus Next Day Energy at night is actually the next morning. I wake up alert with none of the grogginess from taking too much melatonin. Pure Z Sleep Plus Next Day Energy is a bilayer tablet with immediate release melatonin and extended release B vitamins to help me fall asleep naturally and wake refreshed. It's my secret weapon for a great night's sleep and a great morning. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Can't beat that. Zequel Pure Z's Gummies. Sleep better, wake your best. Hi, this is Steve Taylor in the newsroom and making my New Year's resolution, which I keep every year. What's my New Year's resolution? To never make New Year's resolutions. Happy New Year! Did I do that? Oh, did you watch uh, the New Year... New, New, New Year's Eve rockin' Dick Clark. 
We've, Ryan Seacrest, whatever. Our tradition is that he, we, we pull up one from when we were kids. We watched the 77 oh, one. So, yeah. I like that. Darren That's picked cute. that out. So, no, I didn't watch this year's. Because we don't know anybody. Right. I would, <laughs> yeah, same. And the people yeah. you do, and they're all lip synced anyway. So, who cares? Right. I, I was driving, so I didn't catch any of this. I taped it and then. I watched like eight seconds of it when I got home, mm-hmm. and I watched the bit actually where Duran Duran was on performing, and oh. I thought in fur coats, and um, you know they look the age they would look. <laughs> yeah, we've seen them recently on TV. They look uh, like that's who know, they are. Like that's sure. that is that's that's my definitely people. Simon LeBond. That's yeah, exactly right. You know, <laughs> that's I'm 51, and they're not that young. 729 <laughs> on News Radio Nine. You know, it, it's funny when rockers age because mm. I think a lot of times. They don't think they're supposed to, you know, they're still supposed to be like spandex and floofy hair and okay, everybody makes choices. I was, you know what I was wondering though about these like rockers who dress up that way? Do they go to the Walmart like that? You know, do they go out like in town, cargo shorts and a t-shirt or do they dress like that all the time? I never know. I you, you don't know. A lot know. Of these. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes, the ones that I know. Yeah, just right, regular outfits and stuff. But okay, like seeing Ozzy, we all know who Ozzy is. And uh, man, have you seen him lately? He looks, and he's looked old. He was yeah. old when oh, we were yeah. a kid. Right, exactly. And, uh, but yeah, he still brings it. He can still do the frog jump and all that. So, <laughs> I think so, he dresses like that, but I think others I, just I dress just like your, wonder, cause, you your know, aunt that has You see people up the, on stage yeah. and, you know, I'm like, I, you know, except for country music and contemporary Christian, who basically just dress like people. Correct. And then Correct. everybody, unless they're Shania Twain. Um, but yeah. everybody else, I'm like, you don't you don't dress that way in real life. Yeah, Nobody you're not wearing that your, way in your real life. eyeliner and your, yeah. <laughs> Weird chain That's wallet. Right. Oh, 7.30. Uh, what do you, Steve, what do you have coming up in your news, sir? Well, a man was arrested for DUI after crashing into a Florida highway patrol vehicle. We'll talk about that in one minute. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Republicans take control of the House when the new Congress is sworn in tomorrow. In California, Congressman Kevin McCarthy, trying to win enough support to be elected House Speaker, agrees to rules changes like making it easier to vote on his removal. Virginia Congressman Bob Goods, one of the Republicans not supporting McCarthy. I would judge him by what he did as minority leader, and there's nothing he's done to earn my vote. He was on Fox and Friends. At least 24 inmates are reported to have escaped from a Mexican prison just across the border from El Paso, Texas. At least 10 prison guards and four inmates were killed when vehicles filled with gunmen breached the perimeter of this Mexican prison in Juarez. It took hours for Mexican soldiers and state police to regain control of the prison. Police engaged the gunmen and managed to kill two of them while they were riding in a getaway vehicle. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson. The actor Jeremy Renner is reported to be in critical but stable condition after a snow plowing accident in Nevada. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning and happy new year. It's 731, 69 degrees and foggy in Pensacola. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3. A former cadet with the Escambia County Sheriff's Office is charged with killing a man during a domestic violence incident this past weekend in Pace. Chloe Davidson is charged with first degree felony homicide and second degree felony weapons offense. Santa Rosa County deputies responded to a home on Deerwood Circle in Pace about 1.40 a.m. early Sunday morning for a shooting. Upon arrival, deputies Deputies found a man with gunshot wounds. Deputies and EMS treated the victim, but he was pronounced dead at the scene. Davidson was detained at the home and arrested. Investigation repealed the shooting, uh, revealed that the shooting was a domestic disturbance. That's according to the sheriff's office. The Escambia County Sheriff's Office confirms Davidson was in training to become a deputy, but recently failed the field training program. She's not been employed by the department for at least the last 30 days. Davidson was booked into the Santa Rosa County Jail and is being held without bond. The investigation is continued. 
continuing. A 25-year-old man was arrested for DUI after crashing into a Florida Highway Patrol vehicle yesterday morning in Okaloosa County. The Florida Highway Patrol confirms the man is charged with DUI. His name is David Condi of Fort Walton Beach. The crash happened about 2.50 a.m. as the Florida Highway Patrol vehicle was stopped at a red light. The Florida Highway Patrol states in a release that the driver of the Honda Civic slowed but failed to stop for the stopped patrol vehicle and collided with the rear end of that vehicle. Both vehicles received minor damage according to the FHP. The 25-year-old driver of the Honda was impaired at the time of the crash and arrested for DUI. He was not injured. The FHP trooper received minor injuries. It's a festive couple of days in Tallahassee. Governor Ron DeSantis will take the oath of office tomorrow on the steps of the old Capitol. The celebration starts tonight, though, with a candlelight cocktail hour and dinner. The inaugural ball will take place tomorrow night. First Lady Casey DeSantis will recognize women voters with an event called a Toast to One Million Miles. Well, with the new year, a new law is in effect in Florida to provide for screening of newborns for congenital illness. The law requires Florida hospitals and state-licensed birthing centers to test babies who fail a hearing test for cytomegalovirus, or CMV. According to the CDC, one out of every 200 babies is born with congenital CMV virus. About one in five babies with congenital CMV will have long-term health problems. That's Rick Hoshel reporting. Right now it's foggy and looks like the fog's going to hang around a while. Uh, we'll be checking in with Candy Coulson in just a little bit for the latest update of what's going on in the uh, traffic situation. A female pedestrian, by the way, was hit by a vehicle and pinned underneath it overnight in Pensacola. That happened about 2 a.m. yesterday morning on 12th Avenue near East in the East Hill area near the Brainerd Street intersection. According to Pensacola police, the woman became pinned underneath the vehicle after being struck. Citizens helped lift the car to receive relieve the pressure on her until EMS arrived and removed the woman from under that vehicle. The woman was hospitalized for the injuries, which don't appear to be life-threatening. That's according to the police department. The investigation is ongoing and no further details have been released. Right now, with the fog all about and probably not a lot of people on the road, let's check in with Candy Coulson for Traffic on the Fives. Hey, uh, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays, uh, but there is fog, as Steve mentioned, and we're showing visibility issues over many of the bridges and many of the roads too for that matter is a little tough driving in this morning certainly use caution wherever you are if you see that accident or slowdown uh, you'll want to text 437-1620 news radio uh, 92.3 informative local dependable well thanks candy let's check that forecast and see when the fog is going to disappear this is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. Foggy start to the day with a high near 76 degrees, 20% chance of a stray shower. Overnight tonight, temperatures dropping near 66. For Tuesday, 90% chance of showers and thunderstorms. A few storms could be strong. High on Tuesday near 77 degrees, low overnight near 63. For Wednesday morning, we're still going to be dealing with a few more showers and thunderstorms with a high near 73 degrees. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. Right now. Uh, foggy and 68 in Pensacola, 68 in Gulf Breeze, 70 degrees in Milton at 735. The next news is at 8, breaking news anytime. I'm Steve Taylor for News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Jim Chesko with your money now. Even though 2022 was not a positive year for stocks, the major index is losing anywhere from 9 to 33 percent. A recent poll found nearly half of Americans saying they regretted not investing more in stocks over the past 10 years. The Magnify Money survey of more than 1,500 adults, investors and non-investors found 45 percent saying they regretted not taking full advantage of the market. The percentage was even higher among younger adults under age 42. Of those with regret 
regrets, just over half of the respondents say they're changing their approach to investing. This includes putting more money into stocks, consulting with a financial advisor, and paying more attention to the stock market. If you've ever had an office romance, you're in the majority. According to a survey by Live Career, three in four say they've had a romantic relationship with someone they work with. And while most people are aware of all the ways in which a workplace of romance could sour, most approve of them. Three quarters saying there's nothing wrong with dating a colleague. That's your money now. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Dependable and local news and talk with Pensacola Morning News with Andrew McKay in the mornings, 5 to 9. Followed by the Pensacola Expert Panel with Jenna Barr, mornings 9 to 11. Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade, 11 to 1. Dave Ramsey, 1 to 4. Pensacola Right Now with Bobby Rossi, afternoons 4 to 7. And Lars Larson, only on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Well, life on the farm, I kind of laid back, ain't much an old country bull of me can't hack. Early to rise, early in the sack, I thank God I'm a country boy. And I can take you for a ride on my big green tractor. We're just country boys and girls getting down on the farm. She thinks my tractor's sexy. Seven thirty nine News Radio ninety two three. It is the new year, and it is our last weekly installment of Life on a Farm with Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms up in Jay, Florida. Ryan, welcome back to the show, sir. Happy New Year. Good morning, Happy New Year. How are you? I'm doing great. I said it was our last weekly installment, but what we're going to do is. I don't want to abandon you, and I love the information that you give to our audience. And so we've had such a positive response to this series of interviews that what we're going to do is we're going to do every Monday, the first Monday of the month, is we're going to kind of continue this for a year. So instead of 52, it'll be 12, uh, and we can kind of get caught up in what's going on on the farm over the course of that time and as things happen because every year is different. <laughs> every year brings its own wrinkles and challenges. So we'll be doing that, uh, like I said once a month but um today i just figured it's kind of our wrap-up segment from you know an entire year's worth of conversations i gotta tell you i've i i serious i've had so much positive reaction to this um you're probably going to help us win awards <laughs> from this segment frankly um i've learned a ton i have a deep i i actually went and bought a uh, i was at a secondhand store and i bought a thing that was like farm supplies a hoodie and i'm like i can buy this now because i know ryan jenkins <laughs> like these are my people now that's it yes yeah. 
Support your local farmer. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's just start with the basic. Uh, in the last week, I assume, you know, things have been cold, frozen, and you haven't been able to do too much. What are you doing this time of year when you're not really doing the traditional farming stuff? Well, usually we're, we're still kind of wrapping up harvest. I had all my Facebook memories come back this week, you know, uh, and a lot of them were the last day of picking cotton over the last several years. You know, that those were the days that we finished. So it's typically right around Christmas time, give or take, when we finish. So we did finish early this year, and it's given us more time to kind of take a deep breath. But typically we finish up our harvest right now, so there'll be equipment to clean up and things like that. Um, we'd still be planting our cover crops and our uh, small grain crops and stuff. But this year with the cold weather uh, over the Christmas holidays, I know some of your viewers probably don't know this, but uh, we use water as ballast in our tractor tires. So a lot of these big tractors that you see, the, the tires are full of water. Up north, they put antifreeze and stuff in them. Here, it never gets cold enough to really bother it, so we just fill them up with water and, and go with it. But uh, basically, all of our tires were frozen um, over that cold snap, and then it takes them two or three days to thaw out. You can't run them when they're frozen. So really, we haven't done a whole lot of anything this week. We finished up some uh, end-of-the-year business-type work, going around and paying bills off before the end of the year, and... Uh, collecting money from people that owe you money and things like that, just kind of some business-type work. But no field work this past week. We did, while we're talking about the cold, um, we did sustain some pretty good damage, I'm afraid, to our oats. We'll see if they'll grow back out of it, but they're not quite as cold-tolerant as the wheat is that we grow here. So the freeze so, did uh, get you so somewhat. It was, yeah, it, it, yep, it, was, uh, it got to 16 here. And, it, you know, it never got above freezing last Friday. So we had some significant cold weather. It was about three or four days of it, like everybody knows. And uh, it, I'm afraid that it may have ruined our oats. We'll, we'll, we'll give it a couple of weeks and see what happens. But it, it definitely injured them. All right, I am st I'm still stuck on the water and the tires thing, um, which is apparently normal everywhere. As you say, they put antifreeze up in the north to, to prevent them from freezing. What is the purpose of the water in the tires? That gives it more weight in, in the fields, or help me out? Correct. It gives you more weight, which gives you more traction. Oh, okay. And sometimes sometimes you put the – it's all for traction, but the water in the front tires helps uh, helps weight the front end down when you're lifting up the heavy equipment. So you don't pull a wheel. front end of the tractor. Right, exactly. So, so it's, it's multifaceted, but it's, it's – Mostly about traction. All right. The, the 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 kid inside of me now wants to ask you this question. Have you ever on purpose pulled a wheel in a tractor? Be honest. Come on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pull, I'll, I, I'll pull a wheelie on anything that'll pull a wheelie. <laughs> my, my whole picture of you, I've been talking to you for a year, and my entire picture of you has changed. Like, I now have, like, pictures of Ryan hooping and hollering as he's, you know, driving down the field on two two wheels. You know, like, that's Frank. I mean, like, you know, that's kind of my picture. So, oh, my God, that's hilarious. Hey, there's a big part of me that likes to have fun, I can tell you. I'm just trying to be Mr. Serious when I'm talking to you on the radio. But. <laughs> 
Well, you you can seal you can seal it good for fifty one weeks, you know, and then uh, that yeah. that and yeah. the nut buggy. Um, all right, so there you go. All right, so let, let's talk about some of because there's big issues facing farming. One of the big issues, and we've talked about this a couple times, but um, is that next generation of farming, they're not there. Like the young farmers that are supposed to be taken over from you as you get to retire in a few years, that generation is not picking up the farming. How? What do we do about this? I don't know. It's it's a, that's a very tough question. I think it that a lot of the newer generation, you know, doesn't really want to work that hard out out in the elements. I mean, sure, there are a lot of people that do, but there's a lot of people that don't. And I think too, a lot of uh, in all honesty, a lot of farmers don't really want their kids to be farmers because of all the struggles that they go through, and most of them the struggles we're talking about are financial struggles. Yeah. Raising a kid, there's no better way to raise a kid than on a farm, but you don't want them to not have financial stability. And a lot of times farming doesn't bring financial stability. Wow. That's, that's just, that's, and I don't know that that will ever, that will ever change. It's not that the, the farmer doesn't want their kid to be a farmer because of the work or because of being outside in nature all day or, you know, having to work hard, it's they're worried about financial stability in all honesty. So that's, that's, uh, you know, it's hard to overcome. There's been so many people I've talked to that grew up on a farm that would love to farm. And their parents said, you go get you a real job. You go get you a college degree. You're not doing this. Admit it. So, I mean, you know, we're we're fighting that, and and until we can make it uh, a, a better financial picture for agriculture for years on end, I don't think that uh, I think we're going to always have a have a problem with it. Wow, and it's not like you know we can't just do without farmers. I mean, we you know I need clothes to wear and food to eat, and my kids do too. And wow, that's a uh, that's a Sad thing to imagine that true, but I understand it. You know, I'm not blaming anybody. I just I understand it. Uh, Ryan, hang on for just a second. We're talking to Ryan Jenkins, the owner of Jenkins Farms in Jay, Florida. Uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. Right now, we're seeing uh, just some heavy fog in the area, and that is the one. Uh, it's not an accident or anything, but a travel advisory, certainly, especially over bridges, low visibility, fog, use caution. Somebody had asked about the airport, and it doesn't look like there's a ton of fog over there, but they're showing mostly cloudy conditions, and you do want to check. There are excessive delays all over the country, so maybe check with your carrier if you happen to be flying out or expecting somebody uh, today with the airport and check their schedules. And this is Traffic on the Fives. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to Ryan Jenkins. Uh, Ryan, aside from the issue of getting that next generation of farmers to just be farmers, the other challenge that you and I have talked about sometimes is the moving of land from agriculture into particularly residential, right? You know, we're building on everything we used to farm on. And you had talked previously about the need to increase yields as population grows, which, of course, that's the, that makes sense. But do you... Do you see the threat to agriculture from sprawl and development, or is that something that people say, but it's not really that big of a challenge in the overall picture? You tell me. It's a huge threat. I would say it's the biggest threat. Um, Urban sprawl is real, 
even in our little neck of the woods here, it's it, it's it's just it's decimating the farmland. And what people don't understand is there's a few things people don't understand. Number one, and we'll be quick about it. Most people think that farmers own all the land that they farm, and that's we've, we've talked about that. It's probably um, on average 25% or so or less of the of land farmed that a farmer farms is owned by them. Most of it is rented property from other landowners, so they don't have the true control to say, no, I don't want to sell that piece of land. Um, so that's why land is, changes hands so fast. You know, an older guy, an older retired farmer dies, leaves land to his children. They don't want to have anything to do with it. They see a big payday. They sell it, and then that farmland is gone. Um, and then the other part of that is not only are we losing the land, but the people that are buying the land and moving out of the cities, they're not ag. A lot of them are not ag friendly. They don't understand farming. They don't understand agriculture. So it makes it harder for us to do our job and do it as efficiently as we'd like. So there's, you know, there, there's a lot of problems with it. Of course, I would love to say, let's keep everything exactly the way it is from here on out. We can't do that. I also, in the same breath, don't want to say that I can tell you what you can and can't do with your land. Sure. I don't want to be told what I can and can't do with mine. So you know we're we're it's a very slippery slope and we're in a we're in a difficult time right now because now more than ever people are moving from the city into the country. They everybody wants to buy five or ten acres and and develop it and and there you go. You know we just <laughs> the land's going away and we don't have any control or any plan or anything to try to make this thing work and it's not something that's going to be. Um, detrimental to us overnight, but in 50 years from now, when we can't go undo it, and people are hungry and don't have clothes on their back, they might think back to our little radio show. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. We, no, and and I, and I understand that you know, like like if if land is going up in price as it is, then the you know the opportunity for somebody who rents to a farmer to say. Well, I need to raise your rent, or I might sell the land because it's a big discrepancy how much more money I could make. Or they pass away and they don't; their kids want to sell the land off, and so the you know the the input prices of doing what you do go. I'm all of it. I, I, I get it. I mean, you know what, what I what I want to see is I want to see our legislators get this too. And as part of the reason I wanted to do this series is I want them to get this and understand the significance of it, so that if there is wise legislation to be done, I want them to be in a position to do it. Well, Ryan, it has been a great year talking to you. Um, we will talk to you again. Again, first Monday of the month, we're going to continue talking to Ryan Jenkins. Uh, but, Ryan, as I've said many times, thank you for feeding and clothing my kids. Thank you for what you do. Uh, I really appreciate the information you've given us this year. Well, thank you so, so much for having us. I got one little quick farming fact. Oh, yeah, go on. Falls right in on what you 25% of all farmers are beginning farmers, and that means they've been in the business less than 10 years. And their average age is 46 years old for a beginning farmer. So, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's not young. <laughs> wow. No, that's what I'm saying. All I mean, right. they're already half wore out when they begin. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> And they don't even probably know how to pop a wheelie. Um, Ryan, as always, right. man, thank you, sir. I'll talk to you again soon, brother. Happy New Year. Hey, 
Y'all have a great week, and thank you so much for having us. I hope it's helped connect the dots for a lot of people. I know it has, absolutely. 752 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. Hi, this is Earl Ron, president of New South Window. New South is Florida's factory direct window company. We manufacture, install, and guarantee your windows for life. One company, one call. Our replacement windows are made to better enhance the energy efficiency of your home and stand up to Florida weather. New South Window. Home of the ultimate Florida window for you. Made in Florida or Florida homes by Florida workers. Because we know Florida weather. Going on now. Buy two windows, get a third free. Call 1-800-NEW-WINDOWS. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor, every blank page is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies advisors provide you with tools and expertise to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. For advice on smart PCs powered by Intel vPro that's built for business, call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. News Radio 92.3. Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, Brian Kilmeade, Dave Ramsey, Bobby Rossi, and Lars Larson. Informative, local, dependable. In fact, in this room, we have enough brain power to light up a city. Not a real city, mind you, but definitely a tiny ant city whose government has recently passed a series of stringent energy conservation laws. Come on, that's Perry from Scrubs. <laughs> it's Scrubs. You remind me of him. Aw. Wait. No, I, I don't mean that as a compliment. The meanness and the funniness. When he's mean. Uh, 754 here on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Spence Golden Morning News. Happy New Year. Thank you so much to uh, John Peacock and Kristen Rhodes and John Hutchinson and Ray Walker for filling in for me last week. And Candy. And, uh, you know, putting up all that stuff on uh, the, the podcast page. Which, by the way, if you hadn't noticed, on uh, NewsRadio92.3.com, we now podcast whole hours of the show. Mm-hmm. So you can not just catch the interviews. I mean, you can if that's what you prefer, but also the entire hours. If you like to listen to the show later or, you know, whatever, you can download it. Or share it with your friends. Like, you made a great point. You know, catch stuff that you didn't catch because you don't get to listen to the whole show. You don't listen to your 20 minutes in the car or whatever. I encourage you to listen to more. Uh, And you can do with the app, uh, the News Radio Pensacola app. You can look it up on your phone in the app store. Uh, But you can also, again, catch the podcast. 7.54 on News Radio 92.3. Steve Taylor's in the newsroom with our headlines. Steve? Well, a fight over a parking spot leads to the first official homicide in New York City for 2023. Happened New Year's Day in a section of the Bronx. Basically, the New York Post reports 63-year-old Sergio Garcia and a 38-year-old woman were stabbed in front of a building. Garcia was later pronounced dead at a hospital, a woman in stable condition. And the law enforcement says the pair were basically arguing over a parking spot. This was one be- of them Kathy Bates. <laughs> <laughs> I have an item here, basically ancient history for those younger than 74-year-old me. But on this day in rock history, back when I was 23 and had a couple of working gray cells left and had long, beautiful hair. In 1969 today, you know, back in history, authorities received the entirety of John Lennon and Yoko Ono's album, Two Virgins, because the cover photo featured a nude photo of the couple. Uh, basically, so they had to sell the record with brown paper wrapped around it. And also on this day in history, Led Zeppelin played the first of four nights at the Whiskey A Go-Go in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. Yeah, back when they were young. But they still do. It's amazing how you, we talked about this earlier. Some of these rock and roll groups just keep going, get older versions of themselves, but 
somehow. Although with the Stones, they looked old 50 years <laughs> they ago. They didn't look young to begin with. That's <laughs> no. exactly right. All but right. that's those are your headlines. All right, Steve, thanks so much for the update. 1974, Richard Nixon actually signed a bill lowering the maximum U.S. speed to 55. You know why? Nixon wasn't in office in 74, was he? Yeah. Oh. You know why? Hmm. To reduce gasoline use during an OPEC embargo. Oh. It wasn't for safety. That came later. I <laughs> uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. Thank you. Uh, taking a look around, and somebody texted in again uh, the airport. There was a lot of delays already happening this morning, uh, mostly, mostly to the uh, the hubs like Houston, Atlanta, Charlotte, Washington. Uh, Dallas is expected fine. Houston, I know this is plane traffic. Atlanta is delayed. So just certainly watch uh, if you're, you happen to be heading out. We're seeing lots of clouds, lots of fog in this area too, certainly. Uh, if you haven't uh, seen an accident or a, a traffic tip, text 437 It's News Radio 92.3 Informative, local, dependable. In answer to your question, in January, yes, he was still in office. In August, he was no longer. <laughs> I guess I thought that happened earlier. Man. No, he got reelected, and eh. then, you know, there you go. Uh, hey, if you've got any kind of a plumbing issue, a leak, a drip, a weird sound in the wall when you flush the toilet or turn on the faucet or the pressure or the temperature, or you're still, you know, the pipes froze before, but you still haven't dealt with it, Barberry Plumbing. Okay, Barberry Plumbing, they'll take care of you. No questions, no surprises, flat rate pricing by the job, not by the time that it takes. 477-8782. Join the Great Southern Restaurant Group, home to the Fish House, Atlas, Jackson's, Angelina's, and Five Sisters this Wednesday on the Pensacola Expert Panel at 9. They'll be discussing Great Southern Restaurant Week that's coming up this month and romantic dinner plans with your sweetie for Valentine's Day at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel with Great Southern Restaurants. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. As a small business owner, what keeps you up at night? Just knowing if your email got hacked or your phone system went down, it could cost you thousands in revenue as well as your reputation. That's where Data Revolution comes in with their unique position to take care of you and your business IT support, phone systems, cybersecurity, and more. Secure it and sleep better at night by going to datarevs.com. Winner of the 2021 Best of the Bay for IT support. Datarevs.com. Hey, I'm Bobby Rossi, host of Pets Call Right Now from 4 to 7. Wishing you a happy new year from all of us over here at News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Never let go. I will never let go, Jack. She did let go. She did. And it turns out, good, because she got to live. <laughs> Titanic. Oh man, 7:59 on News Radio 92.3. All for that that gem, right? 7:59 yep. on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Spence Cole, the Morning News. Oh my goodness. What? Oh, it, you know what? The the release of the Trump taxes was much more anticlimactic. It was not quite the opening of the Al Capone vaults. Right. You know, like nothing is in there. But I found myself overwhelmingly bored by by all of the not news and. You know, well, he didn't get income for these years. Okay, and he didn't give to charity for those years. Okay, he gave a lot of charity here and then made a lot of income. I, I, I looked him over and I thought, eh, move on. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP.